source energy. Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of True Chat, a community podcast, a made music production, and I am your host, Joy of Joyful Sounds. And yes, people, we are in season five. This is episode two of season five, titled, Why We Respect Our Elders. If you remember in the session in last week's episode of The Jump Off Live, you heard our our elder Baba Atiba talk about, he spoke on why it is important to honor our ancestors because their blood runs through our veins. That right there is a given. You all should be able to understand that. And what you don't get and what we don't understand is because we've been clouded. And so have our elders, which is kind of where the ball drops. And that is, you hear it in the Bible, when you're disrespecting your elders, you're losing time for yourself. And what that means is, in that time of resistance, you're missing the messages and the lessons that have been learned through hardship and whatever else ship, happy ship, <laughs> that is supposed to be passed down to you. But these lessons are lost because there's a trust that has been broken. And that trust has been broken by us being able to see the shit that they've gone through. And now they've built walls up of protection so that we can't see the truth anymore. And we pass through and we begin to experience the pains of our mothers and fathers. And that, my friend, is that what we talk about your sins being multiplied because it comes back through your bloodline. More to come on that topic in another episode. ourselves so brother please tell these people who you are uh, my name is tamari t uh, i have a band called tamari t and electric company born and raised south side of inglewood oh uh, yeah it's out here doing my thing being the example <laughs> so when you say born and raised how old are you if you don't mind sharing that with the uh yeah, that's something the... i can't share right now <laughs> okay would you say you are uh uh, X generation or before or after X generation? Uh, I would say probably a little after. Okay, so that's what's up, which is key to what we do here on True Chat with uh, bridging the gaps between the generations. Mm-hmm. So uh, tell us how long have you all been, how long have you been doing your th- in Inglewood and what exactly is your thing? Um. Well, first I start off with my thing. Um, I'm a musician songwriter um i don't really like to even i'm just a cre- creator i'll put it like that creative of all things musical and funky <laughs> but um i started off yeah i was raised in um the inglewood area south side of chicago and um uh, moved moved with my mom like when i was like in fifth grade we moved out 
uh, to the South Suburbs. Came back when I was 18 because I wasn't really digging it out there. I'm like, I need to go back to where I was from. Came back after I graduated and everything, you know. And at first, you know, I, I dabbled in music here and there. I really did full blown out just going to it. But music always has been a part of my upbringing, especially, you know, to a lot of, we would, uh, you know, she would show us all this type of music from James Brown, blues, everything. So I just, you know, for some reason, all this music stuck with me. And um, growing she, up. I'm sorry, who, when you say she, who is she? Because you oh, kind of broke off your grandmother. Oh yeah, my grandmother. My That's grandmother. what's up. And so, you know, all this different music is stuck with me. And then after, <clears throat> after time passed, you know, I just knew, you know, I used to just dance and stuff just for, just to do it. But then after time passed and I got older and was like in high school, I'm like, man, music just keep trying to find a way to mess with me. So I didn't really start like, um, I was playing percussion in high school and stuff like that and before high school, but I really like, didn't get into the band thing until like after high school and when I moved back to uh, Inglewood and I was like on a mission. I, every day I would sit in my room and just be practicing and dancing for nothing. Just doing <laughs> it for no reason. Like I didn't have no goal in mind. Like I'm gonna be in the band, but I just used to do it just cause I like performing and dancing. And then one day I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna go out here. I went to this block party on Aberdeen and it was a band out there. I brought my drums and everything, played with them. And then uh, I asked the guy, I'm like, hey, can I uh, join the band? He's like, no, you're too young. But I'm like, oh man, I was hurt. So after that, I was like, it's all good. I'm gonna just go uh, find a band and get on Craigslist, and end up coming across a band. And my first band that I ever was in um, was called the Red Line Lounge. It was, uh, they originate on the west side of Chicago, but we end up playing everywhere. But um, it was a cover band like Prince, James Brown, Morris Day in the Time, all of that type of stuff. And all the guys were way older than me. So I was like 17, 18, knowing all this music. And they like, man, you know what? <laughs> How do you even do? I'm like, I just know it all. And I just been studying it for a long time. So I end up fitting into the right spot after that. After a couple of years with them, I ended up branching off and started my own band. And then just after so much of studying, I started accumulating my own sound. I call it Exotic Funk. And we started, that started about 2013, I think. So describe Yachty Funk. No, I say exotic, exotic. Exotic Funk, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, Damn, that's a new name, though. I like that Yachty. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a little nickname <laughs> for you. <laughs> Nick, nickname but, uh, for Exotic, okay? But um, Exotic Funk, I would say the name, at first when I first got the band together, I used to just like uh, have a whole bunch of genres of songs. I, I mean, things I would say like, oh, we do funk, we do rock, we do soul, we do reggae, a little bit Latin, Afro beat. I would just have all these uh different genres I was naming. And so even when I like we was booking shows and stuff like that, I have a long list, like, oh, we do all of this. And you know, oh man, that's crazy. Sorry, I got distracted, it was a hawk flying in the sky. But um, you know, uh, 
we had this show in this basement at this uh spot called the Wonder Bar, Underground Wonder Bar. And uh we was, you know, jamming, doing our thing. And this uh DJ was like, man, we was on break. He like, man, I ain't never heard this. Y'all sound is exotic. It's exotic. And he kept saying it over and over and over. And I just looked at him, I'm like, exotic funk. There we go, right there. And I and then ran with it and I was like, yep. And so exotic funk to me is like like they always say, real funk is an energy. And that's how I feel, it's an energy. It, you know, we hit everybody on different levels from physical, physical, mental, spiritually, sexually, all that. We make people dance, we got stuff for the children as well. So, you know, just a big all around experience, I would say. That's what's up. So exotic funk, I, if you hadn't already, I say you should trademark that shit, just like yeah. hip hop. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the things that we as a people, we so used to creating, it's just a natural thing that we do that we forget to own it. That's why yeah. other people are able to kind of put their hands in it and take, you know, do what they want yeah. to do with it. Yeah. So exotic funk right here. Y'all heard it right here on True Chat. <laughs> Inglewood's very own. So now you talk about, you, they told you you was too young to be in a band. So you went out and did some revolutionary shit as far as I'm concerned. You mm -hmm. didn't wait around. And that's another thing that I like about the younger generation. And when I say younger, younger generation, I'm, I come from a generation X. So mm -hmm. the ones that, that are uh, after us, what I see is that you all are not waiting. Yeah. You all are not waiting yeah. and it's not even personal. It's just, you feel what you feel in your soul and it's gotta be moved. It's got to be seen. It's got to be shared. Mm -hmm. and, um, for me, that's a love that I came here with. And to see yeah. Yeah. with a group pushing through, no, I have nothing. All I want to do is support it. Love it. Yeah. Defend yeah. it. Yeah. And anything else so that it can continue to push through. So mm -hmm. with that being said, you said you went out and you found a band. Tell us about the people in your band. Okay, so we're the first band or the second band? Oh snap! However you want to share, bro. Okay, okay. You know, well, we start. We start off with the. Uh, like I said, it was um, the audition was at this place called the Chocolate Factory on the west side of Chicago. Oh. And <laughs> I walked, and you know, I walked in, and it was like a big factory. So my experience walking up, I'm like, oh hell no, what is this? Is this a setup? Because I found him off Craigslist, so. I was just like, man, I don't know. I got dropped off. My dad dropped me off over there. He like, you sure you safe? I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna see. You know, I, I didn't let fear overtake me because I could have just looked and been like, oh no, I'm going back home. I was like, nah, let me just keep moving forward. And if it is something crazy going down, then this would be another experience I can share with the world. But, <laughs> you know, I went in there, they came downstairs. When I went upstairs, I met the two leaders of the band, which was a uh, professor, and uh, Gerald, they, you know, they doing their thing and, you know, jamming. Uh, I forgot who was on drums at the time. Uh, I, I really don't remember who was on drums at, at the time when I came there. So they're like, hey, what song do you know? First song, I was like, well, I do know uh, Jungle Love by the time. They're like, oh, snap, you like, you know, Jungle, you like the time, you like Prince and what? I'm like, yeah, that's all. And they're like, oh man, you know, they were like excited because that's the type of music they grew up on and was, you know, they used to do all the time. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I, first I do Jungle Love, 
I perform, do my little splits and everything. And they like, oh man, you know, they like shocked because they see like, oh, this dude giving the show. Then uh, it was we did another time song. Uh, I think uh, Jigalos get lonely too because they wanted to see if I could, you know, sing and hold down ballads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We do that, and then Gerald, the bass player, he was like, man. I'm not even asking you, or this not even an audition, man. We want you in this band. Like, man, we need you in this band. And uh, after that, I just jailed right in and fit, you know, it was like, like you were saying, bridging the gap between generations. That's what happened right there because they, like I said, they were way older than me and they didn't look down on me like, oh, you too young. You, you know, they gave me a chance and I didn't come playing drums or nothing. I just came like, all right, I'm coming to sing and do my thing. And, uh, <laughs> Then from there on, you know, we, I can't even remember how many musicians we went through, but I know the core was me, Professor, uh, Gerald, and Big Will. I think you met Big Will. He actually, he started in that band with me first. That's what he, you know, he started in that band with me. And um, let's go, Will. (laughs) Yeah, we used to rehearse. We used to rehearse uh, on the west side at a professor's house in his garage every like every weekend when I tell you like I now I do like three or four hour rehearsals but then when I first started it was we'd get there 12 in the afternoon we wouldn't be leaving out of there until 11 at night 12 in the morning type that's rehearsal how, that's how old school bands mm-hmm. and people rehearse like I can't get I can't even begin to ask people to rehearse like that here yeah, you know, yeah. it's crazy, but <laughs> it's a lot of love. A lot comes out of rehearsals and stuff like yeah. that, though. You become yeah, gold, untouchable. Yeah. yeah. So and yeah, that's why you know, I, that's one of my main things I push. Like I, I, you know, I respect everybody's time and schedule. So you know, I do my best to work around people's schedule. But I'm like, man, you know, with being in a band, it really, you know, rehearsing and practicing, even practicing on your own, is one of the main things that I always stress all the time, like to build that chemistry. So it's like kind of, you know, I got, I do got musicians and people my age who, you know, like, oh, I can't do it, uh, you know, that long rehearsal. I'll be sitting there like, well, you know, I'm like, I, you know, I ain't from that generation, but I know what it takes to get, it took me so long to be rehearsed. I just sit, like I said, sit in my room and I still to this day, practice my craft every day when I can, when I get the chance. But, um, and well, that was the first band. I don't want to get off track, but the second Thank band- Thank you for that uh, message. Thank yeah. you for that message. That's another bridge, brother. Yeah. Thank you. The, se- the second, when I started my band now was, uh, like I said, around 2013, you know, I went, I was on like, I just left that band and uh, I was like on a hiatus for a while and and actually, actually, nothing I need to add with that band. That band did get me known a lot in the Chicago uh, live, you know, professional live music uh, industry because I was like the young guy. So we went first place I performed in Chicago was Kingston Mines. And um, when we went there, <laughs> we used to go there and do, it's a blues club, but we used to go there and do funk. So, and to be doing prints and all type of stuff. And they, <laughs> some of them used to be looking like, oh, no, I can't. Y'all got the audacity to come in and do that. Because <laughs> I, I used to go in there ripping my shirt off, all type of stuff, man. <laughs> and, and then uh, 
Yeah, I was always known as on the scene. At first, they used to call me Little Prince and all this because I just, I'm still wild now. But when I was younger, I was, I probably got videos of me, all type of crazy stuff I used to be wearing on. But so you, um, you have been compared to uh, George Clinton. How you feel about that? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Prince, Jimi Hendrix, George Clinton, Rick James, a lot of them. And it, cool. they, they all some they all my inspirations, you know, that I studied and watched. So it is like I always tell people, um, you know, because I had a lot of people say, man, every time I watch a Prince video or Rick James video, I, I think about you or I see you and I laugh because I'm like, well, the thing is, you know, every, um, a good friend of mine, I, you might know him, uh, George Daniels. He, I met him a long time ago too, when I was younger. And he the one told me, he was like, man, don't ever let nobody tell you that, are oh, you trying to copy or you doing this or that? You being you. He was like, cause when I watch you perform, I see all of them through you, but I still see you at the same time. You're not trying to be them, you being yourself, but they energy lived through you. And he went through a whole thing with me. He was like, um, he was like, he was like James Brown. He was like, who you think Prince and Michael Jackson looked up to to get to where they was at? I'm like, James Brown. And you know, he was naming like a timeline. And he was like, so just think about it. Now it's your turn. Now the energy going through you now. The energy don't go nowhere, even when they pass away. It's just about knowing to reach up and grab it and knowing how to use it and keep it going for the plant the seeds in the next generation. Yes, exactly. You know? And one of the things we do and we tend to forget, and I used to always do it with my uh, elder, my uh, mentor, as a matter of fact, is always pay homage to them. Mm -hmm. So you mm -hmm. get it, you pass it, it's a trail, it's a, it's a thing that continues to go. And that's one of the things that we haven't been doing mm -hmm. for a couple of reasons. Those reasons I, I find when they're not addressed, they show up. They just show yeah. up in the generations that follow us. Yeah, so, yeah, that's what's up. Um, so finish telling us about your your band, especially. Okay. I really, I'm, I can't wait. We I'm looking um forward so, to it. So with the electric company, like I was on a hiatus about uh probably a year. Or so then around that time, my son was born, and I was just like, oh, you know, I was panicking till I got myself back balanced and was like, hold on, I ain't gotta, you know, get, panic or nothing. I'm gonna still do what I do and take care of what I gotta take care of. So I went to this uh, performance with a friend of mine and I didn't know it was a live performance. He's just like, man, you want to get out the house and come to the video shoot with me? I'm like, okay, cool. We go there, it's a band playing. And I'm like, okay, I'm just, I'm all the way in the cut. Usually when I go out, I'm in the cut with my shades on, just watching. And, uh, you know, I'm watching and, you know, I'm hearing, hearing the voice in my head with, you know, my soul speaking to me, you know, like, uh, you're going to start you a band, another band, your own band. You're going to name it the company. So I'm like, but it's going to be named company K-U-M-P-A-N-Y. And I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. So I'm like, all right, cool. And, uh, you know, we sitting there and one second. Okay. We sitting, we sitting there and then I'm in my head like, man, if I was back performing, I, you know, I went, it was no competition, but I just knew you know, what I, what I can do on stage. <laughs> and so I'm just sitting there. So went home that night, slept on it. Got right up the next day and I got, got the work started. Right now, you know, the plans, right now what I wanted in the band and, you know, I, I, the root of it was going to be like funk. 
but you know, I had so many inspirations from different, you know, uh, sources of music, like even from Fela Kuti and Bob Marley and, you know, stuff like that, where it was like, okay, how, how am I going to uh, make this happen? But I already, previous before that, I already was like working on music, discovering my sound already. And then by that time, when I started getting the band together, it was like, okay, cool. Let me find these musicians. Um, I found a guitarist. Uh, oh man, what's his name? Rod. Yeah, Rod. Um, bass player was my uncle, mentor. I call his name is Sad Pastor Funk. Please, he got his own band, Room Eleven, and all that. He was another person when I was on my hiatus. He was keeping me in the mix. He like, hey man, come to this open mic I got. You got to come perform, do something. But he was keeping me going, like from just falling all out of it and be like, I'm done. But he was, you know, telling me to come through. I hit him up like, hey, man, uh, I'm about to start a band. You want to hop in with me? He like, yeah, I got you. So it was him. Then we had this uh, drummer. I don't remember everybody's name because, like I said, me in and out of musicians. But we started off, um, showed them some of my songs. We made it happen. And they were all older than me. Again, another situation where, you know, I had all older musicians, which actually helped me in the long run because, you know, soaking in all that wisdom. And uh, and we started off like a five-piece band. It, went, it was Big Will, me, um, Ernie on keys, Mickey on guitar, Said on bass. And it was just us. And that's how we started. But I already, I wanted a bigger band. I already had a vision of, a bigger band so we'll yeah. play at different <laughs> venues and i'll bring all these fog machines and lights and everything and we'll come out with theatrics and all of that type of stuff and that was just like the like they i said don't the dance beginning. no more man they yeah. don't dance no more we bring yeah. i that's yo that is so fucking why i love what you do now y'all good y'all so don't get back yes sir but we uh it, like i said it started off as a five-piece band it was just me up there you know, we just doing the, oh, and I had a background singer, uh, Julie, I forgot about her. We were just, you know, doing these songs and, you know, I was coming out in these, uh, and I still, I'm, I'm bringing them back though. I used to wear these all colored jumpsuits, like silver, red. I just always come out with these jumpsuits and whatever I, you know, was doing or felt like wearing. But, you know, that's how we started off. We ended up doing House of Blues, all type of stuff. And um, then, we had a normal gig in spot, the place Underground Wonder Bar. We used to do these late night shows from like 2 a.m. to 5 in the morning on Saturday night. So we used to like, like get it, you know, cracking. It was, <laughs> it was fun. But um, then later on, I was like, okay, a um, couple of years later, I was like, all right, I'm going to add more people to the band. You know, I went through a, a phase where I had to switch my musicians because a lot of people was getting busy. So... I end up meeting a new guitarist. His name is uh, I think I don't know if you met Mike Michael Damani. He was in the band. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He was he was in the band with me. Uh, then said he still was there. I end up meeting a drummer. I had a couple of drummers from Cliff Alfonso and right now West. We went through a lot of you know musicians till I finally got to where we are now. But now, like for instance, I can bring up Wes. Wes, me and Wes met at the Underground Wonder Bar. He, uh, I told him, I'm like, hey man, 
I don't, he was in college at the time, but I was like, hey man, we you gonna be in my band later on in life. I don't know when, but it's gonna happen. Like about a couple of years passed, he was like, hey man, I'm moving to Chicago. I'm like, well, come to the audition for a drummer. And well, you already know you got the spot, but I still wanted to have the stuff correctly. Came, he, you know, end up being the drummer. Uh Oni, same way. I met, I actually, me and Oni met briefly a couple of times but i end up having a dream about him playing in the band with me and later on in life he end up you know joining the joining the camp he was like all right i'm down for it and he got his own thing going on so we both you know like i always say we like the new george and bootsy <laughs> and stuff like that and uh as far as the background vocalist i went through a lot of background vocalists but one that stuck with me is jazz star I met her a long time ago as well. Same thing, hit her up and told her like, yeah, you we gonna be working together soon, you know, but I don't know when, but it's gonna happen. I'm just letting you know. Later, probably a couple of years later, she was in the band. And, uh, you know, I, um, a lot of my band members, everything I was learned, that I learned from working with older musicians and my stage performance and everything, I, you know, kind of mentored most of my band members when it come to that. Like, you know, being on the stage, we're going to be up here dancing, we're going to be up here doing our thing and having a good time. And really, mostly the story with all the band members is kind of almost like kind of similar, like with Neshoba, other background vocalist. He, um, we used to meet, I used to see him all the time. He, he was, I didn't know he was like, I know he could sing and all of that because I just used to see him doing comedy. But he told me like, man, I'm deep <laughs> in music. <laughs> yeah, like we would talk about music all the time. And he, you know, he was like, yeah, man, but you know, we were just deep in talking about music. I knew that he played drums though, I knew that. But um, I had this song, like we were doing this show back in, 2018 in April, I had this show I was doing. I wrote this song. I'm like, hey man, I want you to sing background vocals for this one song. Little did he know that was his audition. So I was just like, all right, you come on through the rehearsals and then I'm gonna see how you do on stage. He came through, you know, he did his thing. I was like, all right, welcome to the band. And you know, and you know, we took care of that business. Uh, dancers, I went through a lot of dancers, but um, Mocha, I met Mocha um at this spot called the wonder museum we were working there and uh you know i told her like yeah i got a band blah blah, blah. i was letting her know but i'm uh, keeping it on low while i'm working here and she uh went on the band's instagram page like oh you a rock star you up here bro. I'm, like, I'm like hey i told you not to not to say nothing so you know i found out she was a burlesque dancer and so you know, she asked me every time, hey, tomorrow, when you gonna let me be in the band? When you gonna let me? I'm like, just wait, All right, just give me time. I'm gonna uh, make it happen. So that same show in April, I had hit her up like, hey, I got this song for you. I sent her the song, I'm like, just come prepared. You, we just to be the last song of the set. I know you gotta, she had a show or something she had to do before that. So as soon as we get on the song, she was walking through the door and I'm like, okay. And we put, that was our first time performing together. We didn't rehearse or nothing, but we was like this tight. We was like, it looked like we had it all rehearsed and we did it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, welcome to the band. Cause I see, you know, me and you, when we connect with the music, it's, a, it's on another level. And um, 
And like I said, Big Will, his story, he came from another band. Man, he already told me from the beginning, he like, man, if you ever leave this band, just bring me with you wherever you go. I'm like, I got you, Will. So that's how he ended up in the band. Um, Kat, she's a new member to the band. Um, she joined like probably this year, last year type of situation. And I'm actually, I got a, another project I'm working with her on as well for the future and everybody will see that later on. But uh, right now she's background vocalist uh, and I'm actually mentoring her as far as stage presence and artist history and all of that type of stuff. Um, do have on and off on call keyboard player. We call him Zach. He performed with us every now and then. Great saxophone player, Eric. That's just another story. One of them guys I told, hey, you gonna be in my band one day. It happened. Um, right now we got new guitars named Jimmy. Uh, he's real super cool. He loves Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that. So he, you know, we working with him now, getting him, you know, accustomed to the band and everything. It's it's been going pretty good. Then we have another guitarist, MJ. He's on call as well. That's another great musician and artist producer. All I can say, everybody in the band, like they all, you know powerhouse musicians artists all of it so and if i'm missing anybody forgive me oh yeah and then we got a painter in the band as well her name is taryn jackson so you know yeah she's super cool too it's like we got a whole you know and i can't forget the background people like uh katia she does photography we have another photographer named rick um Mayani, she does the video work sometimes for us. So it's really a whole full production that uh, we got going right now, you yeah, know, you all and it's going to keep growing. You all have yeah. a family and that's, that's yeah. what's up, a family. That's, that's the idea and what we really need to be moving, moving into uh, mm -hmm. those, of us, mm -hmm. those of us in communities that are not, and that's not just for black folks. That's for mm -hmm. everybody, you know what I'm saying? So that we can mm -hmm. actually know how to come together as a unit, you know, mm -hmm. in our own families, with our own families. Mm -hmm. Again, that's another that's another uh, bridge and other gaps. You speak uh, a lot about spirit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is spirituality for you and how does it show up in your music? Spirituality to me, it would say this experience in life. Um, I've never, <clears throat> even though I've, you know, dealt with, you know, I think we all had our moments in church and things like that, but I just always felt like it was something more than um, what, how, the way things were being taught in churches and stuff like that. And I don't feel like we should, when it comes to spirituality, I feel like everything that we need, we have inside ourselves. You know, it's just about going into those places of knowing who you are, knowing what you are here, you know, and um, basically saying all of that. I don't like, I'm not under any religion or anything. I'm just here is what I usually tell people. I'm here in this experience. I know I have a connection with the most high creator, whatever, you know, God, whatever anybody want to call him or her, you know, whatever, which way. I know I have a connection with that, with my higher self. And I know that that energy lives through me. As far as when it comes to music, music is like 
spirit to me. Music is an energy. Music is, I would say, music is my spirituality because I know how it can heal people and it can damage people as well. You know, from the mind, body, soul, all parts. And uh, when I make different music and songs and stuff like that, I usually take it to that place. Like I might, you know, have a little meditation or meditation might be in between while I'm making the music. And I've had experiences where I've been sitting there and the songs would just flow right through me. And it'd be a song about, you know, empowering people. That's my main thing. Most of my music is songs about empowerment and knowing, letting people know like, hey, one second, like letting people know, you know, they got the power within themselves, you know, so, yeah. Do you feel like you have a responsibility to support mm -hmm. a, an initiative to end violence in the community of Inglewood? And seeing that you kind of, you were born, raised, left came back and now this is where you pretty much rock and um you know move with your family how do you feel about the violence in uh inglewood well i would say one thing that's always been one thing that i've noticed especially living amongst it and hearing you know gunshots and all of that you know one thing i would say is not a cool thing because i um that's one thing i don't it's, it's something that I think about and be like, man, you know, it's like it's a never ending cycle because, you know, you got one thing happened and it's like, oh, this person got to get revenge and it's a never ending thing. But I feel like, you know, bring me back to the music as well. Music, the music that's being pushed out here today and being planted in people's or the younger generation's mind is one of the top things that I always think about. Like, man, I wake up. And it could be early in the morning. And first thing I'm hearing somebody riding down the street, listening to banging, whatever the song is, it's some, you know, whatever crazy shit they want to be listening to. And I'm like, man, okay. That's one thing that's being pushed on us is with this crazy shoot them up, kill them up music. And ain't no talking, ain't none of that. We killing you type situation. And it's like an energy that's being put not only in East, our community, but different communities around you know, the world to let's kill each other off, you know? And I'm really, that's one thing I'm not down with. So anything I can do, even just being here in this environment, when I see younger guys walking around or whatever, I may, I speak to them, I say, what's up? You know, I don't judge them hand off when I first see them and be like, oh, he might be up to something. I might just walk up and like, how you doing, sir? How you feeling? You know, cause they look, they need that, need something different to see. You know, something, you know, instead of seeing the same stuff, hearing the same stuff, thinking this is the way to live when it's not, you know, so. Yeah. And if I, whatever I could do, if, you know, if I can be, you know, in that sense of being, you know, here, because one of my main things, I'm not doing this music or none of this. Like you just said, do I feel like I have a mission? One of my missions is I don't feel like I'm here to try to be famous or I want to get all this big money and. I'm gonna be on TMZ doing this and doing that. Like, no, that's not what my plan is at all. My plan is to inspire and set an example to know like, hey, we don't have to live this way. You know, even if, if it takes, like I say, just being out here and 
being around and just a younger person seeing might see me and be like, man, I wonder what this dude about. I wonder what, you know, why he dressed like that or whatever. Some might laugh, but I, it was a funny story. A younger cat, I was riding my bike and you, you've seen me riding around. And uh, this younger dude, he had like a ski mask on and everything, you know, and I, you know, I see him and he pull up and he like, he like, hey man, why, uh, what kind of staff is that? Well, I mean, no, he's like, what is that you got uh, on your um, uh, shoulder? And I was like, oh, this is my staff. And he's like, oh man, he was like really interested in it. And I'm like, and I told him like, remember, like you got power and you a God yourself. And I told him that. And then he smiled and was like, thank you. And then pulled up. But I have these encounters all the time with younger folks around my neighborhood. Well, Tamari, I so appreciate you sharing your time, your talent, and I look forward to you rocking on uh, Joyful Sound stage, you, your band, um, and really putting you on a platform for the world to see. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Peace. 
you on True Chat tomorrow. Love you too. Love you, you too. Definitely grateful for you, your art and your spirit, brother. So on that note, we out. All right. Thank you. Yes. Peace. Peace. All right. <laughs> Mr. Tamari T on True Chat, giving real talk for real people on Inglewood and why he does what he does. Feel your vibration, own it, and know where you're at at all times, above or below the line, and be good with it. Yes. You all prepare yourself for the middle portion of the kickoff to the jump off live. Okay? True chat live, you all. And uh, you've heard this couple before on a previous episode titled Healthy Relationships. Now you're going to intuitively hear her, them, with your heart. So let's go, True Chat. Let's go. Bobby Wonderful and Alicia. Some more superstars, okay? All of us, I'm telling you. Beasts. I mean, if you feel inclined, it's a little different, but if you feel it, the spirit, I would love to. Peace and love, everyone. Again, my name is Alicia Monique, and this is Bobby Wonderful. Um, honored to be here, back in the community of Inglewood. I love this community. They nurtured me for the two years that I did live here. And I just want to say thank you again to them for helping nurture me and, and helping me grow. Um, I wrote this song. This song is called Her Essence, and it speaks simply about the divine feminine. Now. That divine feminine does mean also for the men as well because we all have a balance of divine masculine and feminine qualities inside of us. But this is specifically about the divine feminine, the nurturing part of us, the dark side really, the part that sometimes gets pushed away. Um, this is to honor that, that energy, to honor that part of us that really needs more nurturing than we really realize. So this is called our essence.
something special for you. This is another person that's very special and dear to me. Miss Mama Damana is going to bless us with a story. She's going to surprise me 
today, okay? Because I hadn't heard this one. And actually, this will be my first time hearing her do her thing. Yes, this thing just keeps getting better and better. I'm so looking forward to the rest of the jump-offs at... You all make sure you stay tuned next week for the last portion of the jump off. Get that story from Mama Damana. And woo, wait till you hear the fire behind The World is a Ghetto. Shout out to my sponsors, monthly supporters, and the band, the musicians and artists that participate in the jump off. Where curses used to be. Let's go. I am Joy. I'm Joy for Sounds. And this has been another May music production. I might see adversity penetrating my communities, creating perceptions that we need to be freed.